um, hey, uh, hey, Eddie. Um, hey, uh, hey, Eddie. Hey, um, don't you like have some plans or something here? I think you're supposed to do something right now. I believe you're supposed to go to work. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Is that my fucking fidget spinner, dude? Can you hear that? Is that my fucking fidget spinner? God damn it. You took that shit away from me last week. You <laughs> chastised me ad nauseum about the fucking fidget spinner. You took it for an entire segment. I and that, love that, this is, thing. That is, def, that is my this fidget is spinner. So that is mine. Awesome. That's my personal fidget spinner. Where did spinner. you get this thing? It's like the best invention of I, all time. You can get it any goddamn work. Give me my fucking fidget spinner back. God damn Let's it. fucking go to work. Let's all fucking... Right. All right, I should got. I hit the, him with this goddamn thing one time. You should probably do it, dude. Episode number fourteen. It's time to go to work. Jerk of all trades podcast. What is up, my friends? Well, you know what? Aside from the fact that Eddie is addicted, like a motherfucking fiend, I'm to obsessed the go- with the goddamn fidget spinner. We have an absolutely amazing show for you guys, as always. We've got a lot, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about Kanye West and King Kardashian and some motherfucking puppets. We're we'll talking about Amazon is buying Whole Foods. We're going to be talking about how Verizon is uh, hell bent on buying uh, really uh, outdated companies. Uh, Apple shit. Uh, we're going to talk, be talking about drinking, which is uh, something very fitting to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, depression. Uh, some guy wants to build a fucking DMT machine. A lot of brain talk this week. Uh, and you know what? DMT, the, the Y brain. The, yeah. Uh, and uh, and another thing, too, we're doing uh, the Jerk of All Trades podcast, uh, top five countdown of the Black Mirror episodes, uh, yes. which is... This is almost like a special episode where yes. we're going to be talking about our five favorite episodes each from the uh, Netflix... Uh, what was it called? Uh, well, it's not... It's not. It's actually was not initially on Netflix. It was actually a... Oh, it uh, wasn't? No, it was actually a, a British show. I believe it was on uh, either Channel 4 or uh, BBC. Oh, and, really? Uh, Interesting. So, I was wondering why everybody was yeah. fucking British. So then ne- Netflix actually had picked it up the first two seasons. It did really well. And so then they basically... Uh, got them to do a third season exclusively for Netflix. So it was not originally a Netflix show. Um, it was a, a British show, and uh, it was brought over here. But it's awesome. Spoiler alert, this show is awesome. It's the bee's fucking knees. It's I fucking, fucking awesome. loved it, man. It's awesome. So uh, just like this week's episode is fucking awesome. Just like every week of the Jerk of All Trades podcast. Every week is fucking amazing, and this week is no different. And, so you know, you get our exclusive Jerk of All Trades universal call-out every yes, week. Yes, yes. This week... We have puppets for M- you. Motherfucking puppets. But before we go into the puppets thing, uh, I wanted to. So, let, all right. So. Oh, the, shit. I, I skipped over that. The uh, the universal call out is basically um, synchronicity at work um, and the fact that uh, everything in the world is all made up of the same shit. And mm-hmm. so we basically test that theory by throwing all of these, um, you know, subjects out into the world and seeing what happens. And so aside from this particular uh, aspect and uh, doing it on the podcast, I do this in my normal life. Uh, I talk, uh, you know, I pay attention to things that happen in my life and then um, then I pay attention to other things that happen. And if something is important enough, it kind of connects through and these really, really weird experiences happen. And so I talked about the thing with the cable guy from last week that was really fucking weird. And, uh, and I had a weird one that happened this past week. I wanted to talk about it. So, uh, real, real quick. So, uh, last week, uh, Eddie and I were, uh, we were talking about uh, what, what were we talking about at this point when we, uh, we did the, uh, accordions. 
I'm talking about the accordions with the uh, the camera. Oh thing. no, the or the cable guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that. Where where was this dropped? I don't even remember exactly where you had dropped. Oh, the this. Holy Mountain. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Last week was like beer episode yeah. two point three. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty rowdy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, at some point Eddie had uh, had brought uh, cameraman zoom it. Yeah. So I was uh, I was I don't remember what I said, but I, I did some sort of accent, and then uh, Eddie Eddie basically did that, and uh, so I didn't think anything of it as, as I was listening to the podcast, uh, or as we were recording the podcast, and uh, later on, I was re-listening to the podcast the next day, and I heard that, and I was like, wait a minute, like, I've talked to, so my favorite movie of all time is The Holy Mountain, it's by Alejandro Jodorowsky, it's from 1973, it's like the ultimate midnight movie, it is just an absolute brain fuck, um, it is crazy, 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 if you've never seen it, look it up. Um, it is just littered with like psychedelic imagery, um, crazy fucking frogs dressed up like Templars. There's a, there's a, a Jesus character is the main character. Um, and there's like a hundred, probably more, probably like 500 fucking giant, uh, Jesus fucking, uh, paper mache things that he ends up in a room with. It, it's just, it's a brain fuck for like two fucking hours. It's littered with like Buddhism and tarot and astrology and all this different shit. It really fucking changed my life. And it changed my life so much that I actually have a fucking half sleeve tattoo of this movie. It really, really changed my life. Alejandro Jodorowsky, the director changed my life and, uh, got me really interested in being, uh, getting into the occult and, uh, and Buddhism and tarot and all this different stuff. And, uh, so the movie was really, really, really important to me. So anyway, so I've, I've kind of sold Eddie on this movie and, uh, it's, it's a little bit outside of Eddie's wheelhouse, I think. But, um, so I knew very damn good and well that Eddie had never watched this movie before. And so, uh, without giving away too much, and honestly, even with telling you this, it doesn't really ruin the movie because it's not really the the whole concept of the movie. But um, essentially, you have all these characters who basically are represented by different um, different tarot cards and different uh, planets in astrology, and they are all uh, basically trying to ascend this mountain with the help of the alchemist, who is played by Alejandro Jodorowsky, the uh, the director. And um, the whole concept is there's all this metaphor and stuff about basically like stripping away all of these different aspects of yourself. So you can reach enlightenment on the top of this mountain where there's supposed to be these gods that are going to basically tell them what life is about. And so, um, they get up to the top of the mountain at the end of the movie and they're all sitting at this table and, uh, the alchemist is basically, um, he's talking to them and, uh, he basically says, you know, there are no gods here. And that like, he talks about the illusion of life and reality and how you are basically watching a movie of your own life through your own eyes and to basically strip that away. And uh, he, at the, one of the very last lines in the movie, he says, cameraman, zoom back. And the camera actually pulls back in the movie and you see um, that they're on a set and you see the boom mics and you see um, just everything on the setup of the movie. And it's just basically meant to like impact you and to show you that like life is an illusion and it's a movie. And if you are so stuck in that, you're like missing what life can be. And you're missing that you are controlling your life and that you have that ultimate power to create your reality. And uh, so I thought it was just fucking nuts. And so actually this is the second week in a row that I actually had to pull over and I had to call Eddie and ask him where the fuck did that come from? And apparently uh, it was not from that. It was actually nah. from the iron sheik. You didn't get my iron sheiky, sheik sheiky baby, sheiky baby, dude. Classic. Not only did he have the best wrestling boots in the business for like the last 500 years. Like a long shot. Yeah. Amazing. 
He also had the best mic skills. Sheiky by baby. Far. Yes. The Iron Sheik, you can't fuck with on the he mic. He put you in the camel clutch. He fuck your ass. And he make you break, humble. He'll break your back. I'll break your back. He'll fuck your wife and make you humble. I'm going to make you humble. So uh, I, I love the Iron Sheik. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was really funny that um, I would hear Eddie say that. I had no that. idea it was from a movie, though. And uh, the wording is slightly different, but it, I mean, it's, it's so goddamn similar that it's just like not coincidental. And so anyway, that is synchronicity at play. That is this world in a nutshell and jerk of all trades podcast. We are changing the world by what we're putting out and what the energy that we're putting out. And so uh, with that said, uh, let's talk about the universal call out in motherfucking yeah, there's no better puppets, example of that puppets. Eddie hit him do. with the puppets thing. Yeah. There's no better example of us changing the world each and every week than the universal call out. We did it again with puppets accordions. We killed it this week. Yeah. We tried to make it. Hard for us with accordions. Still knocked out fucking two stories. Pulled out some puppets. Not the mankind puppets you pull out of your, uh, you, you know, your pants there. But uh, you're a puppet, dude. Yeah, man. Fucking alligator boots. What the fuck? The dude? comedy show hosted by Mr. Kanye West. From uh, what was this? 2007, 2009. I have I no idea. I think it was 2007, 2009. But this is where Kim met Kanye. Yeah, this Kim this, Kardashian. If you're dude, not I fucking saw this story and like I I sent you Eddie, couldn't help but laugh. I, I sent him this text message with like with a screen. The next cap. day after we I, recorded our podcast, I didn't even look it up. Ray but. sends me this picture <laughs> with Kim and Kanye. And it's from the fucking puppet show. With a fucking puppet next to him, dude. Oh, my God. A fucking Sesame Street-ass looking puppet. Um, So, yeah, actually, so normally I would actually look up, you know, puppet in the new. I literally didn't have to do that. I was just scrolling through fucking Facebook, and all of a sudden I see. Now, I want to say the crazy thing about this, too, is so this happened 10 years ago almost. How has no one ever heard about this before? You have Kanye West, one of the biggest fucking hip hop artists and one of the biggest musical artists of the past decade by a long shot. You have Kim Kardashian, one of the biggest asses of the last decade, uh, you know, famous for, uh, you know, getting boned on uh, fucking camera. We talk about Kendall Jenner, her sister. I think they're they're sisters, right? They yeah. have different. Uh, who's famous for unknown reasons. Uh, but. And then this just randomly comes up the day after the podcast. God damn it, dude. We're fucking killing the fucking game with this, dude. It dude, fucking blows my mind. You know who else is killing the game? Uh, who? Fucking Kim Kardashian, man. Yeah, yeah. She just launched a makeup line yesterday, made 14.4 mil in 10 minutes. Where the fuck are you at, Paris Hilton? Fucking Come Kim on, Kardashian dude. is raking in the money. She's milking that sex tape for all uh, it's she, <laughs> Yeah, she's been milking something. <laughs> and she something. might be milking some other things, She's too. milking her fucking udders, probably, but... And, uh, you know, fucking... Have you seen that ass without Photoshop? I gotta tell you, it's like... Not that, it's not that attractive, but you know uh, what? I don't care. It don't matter to me. I'm not that selective. But uh, Paris Hilton had a sex tape, and Kim Kardashian had a sex tape, and Kim Kardashian's just killing the game right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Paris Hilton, where are you at? I haven't even heard of Paris Hilton in like fucking 10 years. Yeah, so let me let me talk about another thing that I read in this that just fucking was hilarious to me. So I'll, I'll read the quote. This is uh, from one of the dudes that actually like worked on the show. And uh, he said, I went to West's house. He had a great, he had this great ceiling that had sort of a Sistine Chapel type mural painted on it with him on it. I remember thinking that was the ballerest thing I had ever seen in my life. He had a room just filled with clothes, just out of a Macy's warehouse kind of thing. He said, when I saw American Psycho, I felt like, I'm a little bit like that Patrick Bateman character, but without the murders. 
<laughs> so, so uh, Eddie actually had never seen American Psycho. American Psycho is actually one of my absolute favorite, favorite movies of all time. I love the book. Um, I think it's an awesome, awesome movie, an awesome book. It's a great fucking uh, metaphor and connection between the yuppie culture of the 80s and uh, fucking serial killers. And so it is so funny to me that Kanye West would see this movie and or read this book or whatever, however he came about it, and he would find this connection with this character who is so clearly self-absorbed, such a motherfucking psycho, psychopath, sociopath, um, who just like, you know, repeats things that he heard and uh, and thinks that it somehow connects him with other human beings. And uh, I mean, if you know anything about Kanye West, and I know a little bit, not a ton, um, yeah, that kind of that's actually very fitting. So you know, you know what I want to know about Kanye West? Uh, what? What's his favorite cereal? Because um, you referenced cereal killer and Kanye West, so it got me thinking. Like, I wonder if this motherfucker Fruit eat, Loops eats cereal. I don't know. We have to ask him. You think he's like a fucking Cheerios fan? Kanye hey, West. You want to be on the podcast? Yeah. If you ever hear this goddamn shit, what's your favorite cereal? What's dude? your favorite cereal? And uh, let us know, and maybe we or can just try let it the out. world know. Uh, we will have a live taste test of whatever. <laughs> his favorite cereal is yeah. when it finally comes out in the world. Cause I really want to know that. I'm just interested to know because that's just something that just popped in my brain during the conversation here. And you know, here's a, here's another crazy thing. So we actually, uh, we were initially going to, uh, we were going to talk about this movie in the podcast and it didn't end up happening because, uh, Eddie didn't like it quite as much as I did. But, uh, one of my favorite fucking movies of the past year was, uh, Jordan Peele's get out. I thought it was one of the Ugh. most creative fucking horror movies of the last decade. Just honestly. skip the first 40 minutes because uh, you won't yeah. miss anything. No, you don't do it. Uh, Eddie's taste in movies uh, are subpar in comparison it's to mine. It's bad. The first 40 minutes is bad. Not, it's actually called character development. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, but Jordan Peele uh, was actually writer on the pilot of this fucking shitty alligator boots fucking uh, puppet show thing. And uh, he was also simulta- simultaneously working on his first screenplay, uh, which would eventually become get out so how fucking bizarre that more synchronicity yes yes uh so and then uh, another another interesting thing on this as well uh west met kim kardashian on the set of this as we talked about and uh he uh it was after watching the sex tape with ray j and uh he insisted that she be hired to play his love interest <laughs> in the show uh and uh and the thing says because nothing goes together have you uh, seen like sex the kim kardashian and- sex tape uh I had never been on Pornhub before last week, so um, I gotta let you know I downloaded that shit. I've, I've seen a it. while back. I've seen it. Yeah, she didn't suck dick all that great. No, it made it. I mean, either she's not a big Ray J fan, or she just isn't very good at sucking dick. Uh, well, know, here's know. the thing: she's been rich her whole fucking life, and she never really had to be good at it. You know, when they when yeah they, probably when, when they talk about how fat chicks uh, fat chicks suck dick uh, better than uh, other girls, <laughs> and I and I say that in the most not offensive way. The most not offensive way. I want to make that clear. Are you saying that because Kim Kardashian has a fat ass now? <laughs> uh, she a little bit, but uh, but uh, point, but point being, I mean, she still doesn't have to. But but uh, she, you know, she's a fucking multi multi fucking billionaire for. She gets fourteen fucking million dollars for her shitty fucking makeup. In Ten minutes. She doesn't have to learn how to fucking suck a mad dick. She yeah. can do. She can fucking like. I think of the I think of the Chris Rock uh, back in the day about uh you know the different the different girls and sucking dick you know the girl that likes nothing better than to suck a dick and the yeah. girl who comes up the one that won't and then the one that just like licks the head a little bit and like she's like <laughs> eh, it's like sour 
Like that's I imagine Kim Kardashian's the 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 sour girl. Yeah. Like it's a sour, you know. So Kim Kardashian's got enough money to make you suck your own dick. Like that was probably the only time she ever sucked a dick. <laughs> uh, she just did it for the fucking uh, for the thing. While it, it reminded me of remember when Amanda Bynes went crazy a couple years ago? Like she not completely really, went off the rails. Well, Amanda Bynes went fucking nuts on Twitter. She wanted Drake to murder her vagina and fucking all this stuff. Do you stuff. think he did? I have no idea. But my the point is, um, I can only judge Amanda Bynes' downfall based on her blowjob skills. If she's sucking mad dick, like, you know, fucking 10 out of 10 blowjob style, she's gone fucking crazy. But if she's sucking dick like Kim Kardashian sucks dick, yeah. I'm not buying it. No. <laughs> I'm not buying not, it. Not, no. No. Cause all right, well, you want to go back to the puppets? Yeah. So let, let's. Uh, I actually hadn't even seen this. I read this little thing. So yeah, there, the, were, there was a man dressed up as a blackface female puppet. Oh, this is crazy. Who the was 29th <laughs> annual Fremont Solstice Parade in Seattle, Washington? Fucking this guy dressed up as a female uh, puppet, wearing nothing but blackface, and he got kicked out for being stupid and racist, but mainly just racist. Wait, wait, hold on. This is separate from the Kim Kardashian thing. No, yeah, this is separate. What? I didn't even hear about it. Oh, my God. But I'm telling dude. you, if you dress up as a blackface fucking puppet, Kim Kardashian is not hanging out with you. Dude, I didn't I didn't even realize there was a separate story on this. God damn. Dude, there's three fucking stories All right, so shit. then hit him with the third story, too. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. I have to look at the picture as we talk about this. I have to see the adorable yes, fucking picture. Up. Hugs puppet Gary the Unicorn, who Aww. apparently is a big children's uh, show in Canada, eh? But uh, that's we, your boy, right, Justin hey, we, Trudeau? That's your boy, dude. You were calling uh, Trudeau out. But, yeah, dude, we, we love fucking Justin Trudeau. He is like the fucking bizarre world fucking Donald Trump. Uh, he is the fucking prime minister of Canada, and everybody fucking loves him. And he's progressive as fuck, and he's changing the fucking world. I would love to see fucking Donald Trump hug a goddamn puppet, and I don't think it's going to fucking happen. So, Gary the fucking <laughs> unicorn, we love you. Fucking Justin Trudeau, we love you. Fucking puppets, we love you. Universal call out. We want to know what Kanye West's favorite fucking cereal is. Ah, yes. This shit is fucking bananas, bananas, and we love it. Never so. ceases to, to disappoint the Universal no. call out. No, it does not. I'm fucking loving it, man. Yes, me All right. too. Well, I'm sure uh, we'll be influencing the universe and changing the world one podcast at a time later on in the show. But now for the meat and potatoes. No meat, no meat. No meat for Ray, but that means more for me. Yeah. The big story of the week, Amazon. Motherfucking Amazon. World domination for Amazon. Google government, Amazon government, uh, battling out fucking (laughs) Amazon. The mega powers, the mega power. Not not like the, not Hogan and fucking uh, Savage. Savage. This is a whole different fucking thing. Holy shit. Amazon just bought Whole Foods to add to the other fucking companies they've been buying out for the last three or four years. So now they're going to take over not only online shopping, they're going to take over fucking brick and mortar shopping. Yes. I don't know if this is screaming Monopoly to you, but it kind of is screaming it out to me. And if you don't believe how that, much is Monopoly on Amazon right now? Let's, they're the boardwalk let's of let, fucking we're gonna, I'm gonna, Monopoly. As Eddie, as Eddie is talking, I'm going to look up fucking, how much Monopoly uh, is on Amazon. Yeah. Fucking Google is boardwalk and Amazon is park place. I'm telling you right now. But uh, <clears throat> if you don't believe that, fucking they just uh, got the rights to a patent that will not allow shoppers to shop online inside of an Amazon-owned store. So this is getting crazy. You can't price match if you're in the store. 
You can't look things up online to see if you can get a better deal. Take, take a guess, by the way. We're gonna we're gonna go for the mega edition, the deluxe, the, the ultra deluxe, the mega edition. Monopoly. I will say it's nineteen ninety nine. Oh no, no, hold on, hold on. Let's go for the the classic edition. How much is the classic edition? Classic. I'll say yeah, that's Amazon's choice. Twelve ninety nine. Twenty two fifteen. For the classic. Yeah. How much is the the deluxe? Free shipping. Uh, the, uh, the mega edition is 26 69. Oh, give me that 26. Give me that yeah. deluxe. What do you, I wonder what you get in that. Uh, well, probably, probably uh, I don't know. More pieces and shit. More. Yeah. Like more. When they got rid of characters. the thimble, do you think you get thimble again? More DLC. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, that was uh, that was that was a little bit off the fucking thing. But I will tell you, so they don't want people to be able to go on to fucking Wi-Fi and be able to go online and see what the pricing is for these items, which I think is really, really funny because they were one of the ones that allowed you to go in and basically scan a fucking label yes. and see how much an item was on Amazon and then buy that shit. So I think it's really funny. Um, I think that they can't shut your fucking cell phone service off, but they can do what every other goddamn brick and mortar store does make their buildings like impenetrable yeah. fucking fortresses <laughs> where I've got like fucking eight G when I'm like outside, I walk oh, in yeah. instantly. No service. Yeah, like you can't even fuck. get a text message. You can't even like, there's no civilization. Hey, can, you, outside hey, can, of the store. can you look up to see how much fucking, uh, like a two by four? No, you cannot <laughs> fucking do that. Okay. Like we have the most impenetrable. Like, yeah. I can get this game at best buy for fucking $10 less. Uh, no, you can't. No, Best Buy does not exist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You are in the middle you. of the fucking no, you woods. You're in the middle of the goddamn woods. Hey, can you look it up on your computer? No, sorry, we have uh, Linux. You have to go out to your car and screenshot it and then bring it back to the store manager inside the store. That is actually, uh, that happens to me all the time when I go to Hobby Lobby because they always have like a 30% or 40% off coupon, but I always forget to fucking look it up. And then I get in there and I have no goddamn service. And I'm at the oh, register yeah. and I'm like already committed. I'm like, fuck. Fuck, I need to get that fucking coupon, dude. So I'll like, hey, stand in line for me for a second. Like, go outside, <laughs> fucking look the coupon up, come back in. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Just yeah. give me the goddamn coupon. Yeah, it's out there. They should just give it to you. Just give it to me. But it's a test. It's a test. So it's kind of silly. So, so uh, I mean, is Amazon going to change anything about Whole Foods? No, nothing's changing. No. They're not even planning on laying anybody off, which is a good thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've actually never been to a Whole Foods. Uh, I actually so, don't know that I've actually ever been to a Whole Foods either. So I know they're overpriced and expensive, but uh, yeah. kind of up your alley for uh, the non-meat. What did you say stuff. about up my alley? You know the vegetarian stuff. Oh, okay. I thought you were insulting me or something. No, Whole Foods. Ah, okay. Yeah, I like to overpay for things. <laughs> well, I don't know. I got some uh, beach house uh, renovations out in Alaska. If you want to pay up, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. Oh, okay. So uh, another big story this week, another big buyout actually as well. Not, not as big though. Has been confirmed. Well, this would have been big about 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Verizon has bought Yahoo and AOL. So let me let me ask you a question, Eddie. What's up? What's next on the fucking agenda? Fucking Netscape. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, I know, right? Fucking, what the fuck? fucking ask Jeeves, like, what the fuck are they? No, a fucking Lycos. You're buying fucking Lycos? Lycos? God damn you. <laughs> God damn you. Fucking Lycos. I remember Lycos back in the day. Like, uh, I thought it was an actual website. My friend was using it. He's just like, yeah, hey, I'm on Lycos. I was like, oh, what's on Lycos? He's like, oh, you can search for stuff. Literally everything <laughs> that was available was in like, 1997. Oh, God damn. Well, fucking... You know, this is kind of a big deal because, like, it's just like how the mighty have fallen. Shopping malls, Walmart's starting to teeter a little bit. Fucking Yahoo and AOL were the original. Yahoo! 
Google? The original Google and Amazon in the late 1990s. And they're like, not if anymore. You wanted, if you wanted anything to do with online anything, you had to be on AOL. or You had, had to get to one of those on discs. Yahoo. You get like 60 yeah. free hours. The mailman just brings you this fucking CD. So fucking That's stoked. got like three and a half minutes. Fucking Bret Hart oh. is hanging out with a bunch of kids in a fucking uh, computer lab. Yeah, <laughs> you get three and a half minutes of internet and you're so stoked. It's like, yes, it's free. Three and a half minutes I hope, of internet. I hope I can bust my nut while this fucking <laughs> this picture. Oh, no pixel, pixel. Ah! You're not getting no fucking 4G on that shit. Uh, no, I th- I believe that, that's uh, like one one twenty eight. If, if you you're got, fucking lucky, yeah, dude, dial you, that shit up, <laughs> dial it up, listen to that fucking. Yeah. So yeah, that was what AOL and Yahoo was built off of. They never progressed, and here comes a fucking cell phone company that doesn't have nothing to do with what AOL or Yahoo stands for, and just wipes them all out. I believe uh, I believe they bought them for uh, like uh, two fifty. I believe like two fifty. That ain't shit. I, that, no, that was that was a joke. Oh. <laughs> two dollar fifty cent. You know? Oh, two fifty. Two oh, fifty. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, like yes. two fifty for that. But yeah, that was man, that's pretty yeah. cheap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, my my other uh, my other joke on this is uh, so apparently the uh, the head of AOL his name is uh, Tim Armstrong, and uh, I believe that's actually the lead singer of the band Rancid. So it's a little bizarre. I'm sure it's probably not the same guy, but. It's not really the best joke I've ever had. Is Rancid performing like in front of empty arenas and shit now? Probably. Yeah. Well, they're, then there they're, is a correlation. They're they're they're, uh, they're really outdated fucking uh, punk band from the '90s. So just like uh, fucking Yahoo and uh, AOL are uh, outdated tech companies from the '90s. So it actually might be very fitting. So yeah. well, yeah. Well, Yahoo Sports is now under the influence of uh, Verizon. If Verizon fucks up my fantasy football, I'm coming for your ass. Don't fuck with my Yahoo fantasy. Leave it the way it is. Eddie has a fantasy about Yahoo. Yes, indeed. Don't ruin and I make his, a lot don't of money ruin his image. So I make a lot off that. So shit, they're uh, they're they're actually they are actually eliminating jobs. Is that correct? Yes, twenty one hundred jobs will be eliminated as part of the deal, and uh, you know that'll raise the unemployment rates when that finally goes through. You can all point your finger at Donald Trump when that happens. I'm currently pointing my finger at Donald fucking Trump, and I'm currently. Fuck you, Trump. Patting Justin Trudeau on the fucking back. What the fuck? I am helping him hug a puppet. We're having a three-way with a puppet. Um, Yeah. Let's (laughs) fucking do this shit. Is it a blowjob robot puppet? It might be. I'll tell you what. I'm having a fucking three-way this week, and it's with me, Justin (laughs) Trudeau, and a motherfucking puppet, and it's going to be sexy as fuck. And I'm pointing my finger at Donald Trump, and I don't like him. So Sweet. There it is. No Donald Trump talk this week. Let's. Uh, that's my fault. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. We're. We're gonna. We're gonna move on. So. Uh, so th- this. This buffer was actually written by Eddie. So I'll add my little two cents. So hopefully Verizon never buys out Apple. And then my. Uh, my little brackets are which would literally never happen because Apple isn't an antiquated tech company yet. So uh, with what Apple is doing these days, who fucking knows? Uh, I will tell you that I talk. I talk. I gave the middle finger. By the way, I just realized we. We forgot the middle fucking finger. We don't have a middle finger this week. I'm we fine need, with it. We need to come back to that. But uh, I gave the middle finger of the week to Apple uh, a couple weeks back, and I talked about how I bought uh, an iPhone 7, and they had this shitty fucking little dongle thing that you have to use to hook your fucking uh, your uh, your uh, your aux cable up oh. to and how it's so likely that you would fucking lose this thing, and then you wouldn't be able to do anything with your fucking phone. And uh, guess what? What's that? Within the span of three days, 
I lost that fucking cable, and now I cannot. <laughs> now I cannot hook my phone up to anything that's not Bluetooth. Oh, so. that sucks. Good job, Apple. Yeah, thanks, Apple. Number so. one company in the world. You can't figure that shit out. So, uh, yeah, uh, and then the uh, the continuation of this joke is uh, I actually heard Verizon might be looking to absorb Atari into its portfolio soon. So uh, Atari is uh, hey. one, of, one of the heavy fucking hitters out there. They got the 2600. Uh, they're really they're stepping the game up. The Jaguar. They got fucking Pong. <laughs> it's uh, this new fucking fun game where there's like. A little fun fact. Did you know Atari was the first console to come out with a 64-bit? Uh, uh console uh the jaguar i remember i wanted yeah. the fucking jaguar like a motherfucker pretty cool no games ever came out for it though yeah yeah oh the jaguar no the jaguar had games out for it like what i don't know there was a fighting game i really wanted to fucking play oh. jaguar was actually a system that was out it had games uh yeah but then n64 came out and fucking blew that Shattered shit away. that shit fucking donezo but. that's another company that's on the rocks yeah nintendo. so uh yeah eddie why don't you horizon will be buying nintendo in a couple months yeah. just wait. uh not after the fucking switch dude the switch has been a huge huge success oh so, really yes it's done really well so cool. uh so yeah uh eddie why don't you hit him with the uh, apple and the autonomous vehicle production yeah this news went went a little under the radar um you know they're apple you know the guys that can't figure out how to let you hook up headphones to their phones uh, they can. They just it don't is, want to. Yeah, they're 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 hoping that you trust them to let a car drive itself for you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is confirmed. Apple is making the leap into aut- autonomous vehicle production. It's been confirmed by Tim Cook in a Bloomberg interview. Apple sees it as the mother of all AI projects. Apple's has always had plans to expand deeply into the car market. Um, the the uh, self-driving car, self-driving truck, self-driving everything is going to be a market value of $7 trillion by the year 2050. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So Apple sees that and they, they got dollars. Your next thing is, can they do it? Can they do they, it? Yeah, <laughs> they got money up the fucking wazoo, and uh, yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna definitely make it happen. I think there's no stopping the fucking autonomous fucking vehicles that are coming for your fucking shit, dude. So nice. Yeah, this is uh this is fucking this is a little scary, but I'll uh, I'll take it. So. I'm happy for Apple. You know, it's like it's good for them for progressing and not standing by making iPhones and iPads that until the end of yeah, time. Yeah, that that aren't that cool. See, it's type of shit like that where you get left behind and Amazon buys you the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Yahoo wasn't making fucking autonomous vehicles. So fuck no. They were uh, doing whatever the fuck Yahoo does. So I had another question on this, Eddie. What's up? Uh, so do you think that this autonomous vehicle will have this really special plug? <laughs> and uh, you can only get it from Apple. It's going to be really fucking small. It's going to be really fucking easy to lose. And when you go to sleep at night, there's going to be little fucking gnomes who come into your room. And they steal that fucking cable, and then you got to pay half the price of the fucking car to replace that. Do you think that's like a likely scenario to happen on this fucking thing? Or... Are you insinuating that gnomes took your cord? Uh, Were I... you on DMT last night? Uh, I... <laughs> no, this actually happened uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was actually because I was drunk. And Ooh. I was being nice, and I lent it to someone who needed to plug a phone up to a speaker at a party. And never got that shit back. I didn't get it back, but I am getting it back, so it will be back in my possession. But why the fuck should I have to deal with it? Why can't I just have the goddamn aux fucking plug still? What the fuck Man. were they doing? What was the point in getting so rid of it? Stupid. And you pay so much money for that phone too. Yeah. So. Well, if Apple's smart, they'll figure out a way to get that battery cooking. Having to charge that fucking battery. Uh, my battery started getting cooking on my last phone, and then it went oh, black. Yeah, so and it burnt out. 
Yeah, if, if you don't have to recharge it after every 500 miles or 50 miles or however many miles these fucking self-driving cars have to fucking... Or that would be electric cool. cars have to uh, fucking uh, charge themselves with. Figure out the battery, Apple, and you'll start making some money. Make the money. Money, money, money. Money, 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 money. Break time. Money. <laughs> break time. All right. You ready for a break, Ray? Let's uh, let's do a break. Let's, let's come hit back. That break and, and then we'll we'll hit you with the this, bra- the uh, brain section. A lot of brain talk this a week. A lot of brain talk. I talked a little shit last week about how my brain was the shit, and uh, uh, I'm a little worried about it now. It might be. It <laughs> might be. So stick with us. We'll be back. Okay. All right. Bye, bye, guys. future in which we will have the jerk of all trades podcast sober podcast and we will announce it to you guys and we will let you know and you can hear us in our completely normal forms but it hasn't happened yet uh but anyway uh we may need to do that because sadly uh drinking is uh signs is starting to tell us that uh it may be bad for our fucking brains so this is the most depressing news to come out in recent history Eddie, hit him with it. Moderate drinking is bad for your brain. Yeah, it's so bad, man. I didn't want to re- report on this, but it pertains to so many people. Yeah. That I feel like I'm doing humankind a service here slightly with this story, but it's depressing. There's just no way around it. Moderate drinking is bad for you. Heavy drinking is bad for you. It's all bad. Yeah. From the University of Oxford and University College London Oxford. looked at data which measured how much a person drank people. over 30 years. Oh, man, I'm telling you, smarter than us, that's for sure. <clears throat> They're yeah, saying. Yeah, in certain ways. I bet they don't have the suave fucking uh, characteristics that we have, the wit, the oh, charm. No, probably not. Uh, that all come from alcohol. Absolutely. They come from my brain that I'm ruining. Yeah, so. they're saying that moderate alcohol consumption increases the risk of cancer, and now studies show it can be damaging to your brain. Heavy chronic drinking is linked to Korsakoff syndrome and alcoholic dementia, which if you haven't heard of Korsakoff syndrome, that's a good thing because you definitely do not want Korsakoff syndrome. You can't function. You'll probably lose your job, and you'll probably uh, not be a regular functioning person the rest of your life. But... Uh, yeah, they, they studied people over the course of 30 years, which is crazy. They checked in with them about every five years. 550 men and women who were not addicted to alcohol also took cognitive tests periodically and underwent brain scams with MRI. Probably didn't go as well as the period. LSD one, though. The, cogn- the cognitive uh, no, tests, I can't imagine. Not. They're not beating uh, people and going shit. So. No, they're saying that the heaviest drinkers... Those drinking 30, 30 units of alcohol per week were at significantly higher risk of having atrophy in your brain region 
called the hippocampus, hippocampus, which yeah. is thought of as the most critical area for learning and memory. So, what is the unit, by the way? I would say one one beer or one mixed drink. So, or one so shot. if you drink like a like a whole like you know like a handle, is that like one unit because it's like in one bottle or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say that's about four units, maybe depending on who's drinking <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. At least. Yeah. But uh, and then they're saying moderate drinkers, those who drink fourteen to twenty-one units a week, were at a threefold risk of having atrophy in your brain at uh, in the uh, hippocampus. And they're saying that uh, the light drinkers, seven units or less a week, is the way to go. There's no difference between drinking uh, seven units a week and not drinking any at all. So if you can keep it at around seven, you're doing good. Yeah. If you're over 21 and you're around 30, you need to get your shit together because... If you drink 18 beers in one sitting, you might just end up through your windshield. So yeah, you might. we'll leave it at that. You don't want that Corsakoff syndrome. No. <laughs> Did you say windshield? I believe I said windshield. That's crackingly funny. <laughs> well, uh, with, without without the deets, without the deets, uh, Ray the Jerk has actually broken two windshields in the past month. <laughs> no, no deets. While, while under the influence of uh, alcoholic beverages, so but a lot of broken glass. One one of them is his own windshield, and it has the shape of his body on it. So, uh, and I believe that was probably over thirty units. But God damn it, it was my birthday. <laughs> Only a couple days ago. As long so, as it ain't every day. As long as it's not all day, every day, then, and you're under seven, like most weeks, then you're okay. And but. another thing to keep in mind, too, is heavy drinking also leads to an increased risk of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, I don't know too many people with Alzheimer's disease, but. Wait, what? Wait, where am I? Where I don't am? remember. What I was don't I know. That about? was a pretty poor representation <laughs> of Alzheimer's disease, but yeah. Yeah. I believe we're talking about drinking. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, like I said, I don't know too many people with it, but yeah. uh, it would I mean, surprise me. If we're we're in our mid thirties right now, so if we know if we know a lot of people with Alzheimer's, uh, either we're hanging out with an older crowd or uh, our friends drink a <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah. lot. They're drinking an eighteen pack every day. Yeah. 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 So. Well, yeah, I'm fucking depressed now after hearing that nope, shit. I'm, I'm actually very depressed. <laughs> but not as depressed as those crazy motherfuckers in South Korea. They might not all be crazy, but... These motherfuckers are so crazy, they had to develop a depression headband to keep themselves from killing themselves every single fucking day. So, so question for you. What's up? Haven't they heard of the fucking Wobot? <laughs> Apparently I mean, not. instead of putting a fucking motherfucking headband on, just you know, South fucking Korea, talk to the goddamn robot. South Korea isn't as rich as the United States. I'm sure they don't have the funds that we do. So, and I don't know if they make fucking Apple iPhones and iPads in South Korea. Uh, I believe it's in China. But it wouldn't surprise but, me if yeah. they did because 38 people are killing themselves every day in South Korea. Like, what the fuck is going on? Jumping out, there? out of a fucking Apple building, bouncing on a fucking <laughs> springy ass fucking trampoline back into the fucking building, doing a fucking roll. They put the headband on. They feel better. They don't kill themselves. So, yeah. yes, there's. They came out now with. There's a startup fund. With, for the Y-Brain Depression Headband, it's transcranial direct current stimulation. Transcranial? That sounds fucking intense, dude. TDCS. It aims to stimulate the frontal lobe, which is where decreased activity is associated is with that depression. The, that's the hippocampus, right? The frontal lobe? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Is that not what the hippocampus is? Uh, I'm not I believe from the previous story? sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they do say alcohol makes you more depressed. Right. So. And this thing helps you. So if you're yeah. if you're a fucking 
So here's a question. If you're at 30 units a week, you might need the wide brain. Here's a question. If you so if you just put the headband on, does it not negate what you're doing with the alcohol? So you could really just like <laughs> offset and get back to normal by just wearing yeah. the fucking headband. As but long the, as you don't break your windshield. The biggest, you'll be que- right. the, the biggest question is uh so you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll tell the fucking story. So uh about a month ago, I uh I was hanging out with some of my buddies and I went out to my buddy is in a band and he's he's actually was in bands before. He just uh he's Started a new band. They played out for the first time. I was hanging out with a buddy of mine, a few buddies. And uh, after the show, my buddy was driving back, and he's a fucking madman. And he was driving around like a fucking madman. Well, he's and got a nice car, right? He's, he's got, got a, one he's those... got a, yeah, he's got a fucking sporty ass 2016 yeah. something or other. And uh, so uh, I was uh, bracing myself <laughs> for fearing of my life and also just being drunk and silly uh, yeah. against the windshield. And I pushed my foot on the windshield too hard, and I cracked the windshield. So. And it was Ooh. big enough where it had to be completely replaced. So uh, that wasn't that cool. So anyway, the other day, uh, it's my birthday this week. And so I'm having a large party at my house. And so I was setting up for that. And I was setting up my backyard. And so I was laying down a patio. So I got a uh, got a sod cutter and I cut the fucking soil down. And I got about uh, three yards worth of uh, gravel brought to my house. And it was going to rain. And so I had to set this shit. And so I got a fucking wheelbarrow. And I was fucking laying this shit out. Uh, by myself and it was hot as fuck out and I was drinking pretty significantly and I did not eat and so I continued to drink and drink and drink and uh, I think I may have had um, let's see I was actually in the 14 to 21 units uh, area in this one day and uh, <laughs> so I just not the week just the one no, day. just the one day and uh, so I just kept going kept going and started to get late uh, finally my buddy a uh, couple a uh, couple friends came over and they were helping me and uh, so anyway, at this point, I was pretty drunk and I decided that uh, I don't know if I was I believe in my mind someone bet me that I couldn't do this, but I don't think that was actually the case. I think it was I bet myself that uh, I could not run and jump over my own vehicle. I'm um, not like a fucking like full on jump over the whole thing. Like I was going to jump like run back and like jump on the fucking trunk and like jump over my vehicle and so uh, I ran and I jumped onto the fucking trunk and I jumped up onto the hood and I went to go fucking jump I I guess I had hoped I was going to make it over the fucking uh, the um the, the front the hood of the car and uh that didn't happen because it was raining pretty fucking hard and so as I tried to make my final leap I slipped and I flew up into the air and I imagined it in slow motion and I would have loved to have seen what it looked like uh, but I only saw it in my own fucking head and uh and I crashed and fucking burned and fucking fell straight so in my can gut. you describe the feeling when you're laying there in in the cracked glassness of um, your fucking windshield no I can't how that because felt? I drank 18 beers so I actually you imme- didn't feel any pain no I immediately got up and I had minor cuts and lacerations all over my arm uh, my arm was bleeding pretty badly God damn it. Uh, my leg cut my leg um, I was actually very lucky that I did not get more hurt from this yeah um, and so later on I had to uh, when my girlfriend came home I had to uh, I had to describe what exactly happened and i believe uh the story i came up with was that i was driving and that a skunk jumped out and broke my windshield and uh, clear, <laughs> clearly that was not the case because you could place my body what you could place my body upon this thing and tell that that was not i what knew happened. right away so, <laughs> that was your fat ass that broke that oh <laughs> come on god damn it i'm joking the big the big the big death wish thanks for that so <laughs> copyright tom but it's all good uh yeah oh, so man. so yeah i gotta well, buy a new one you asked me you're like how do you think this happened i just took one look at it 
it was either you or your girlfriend. So, so I was hoping it was yeah, you. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so yeah, I should probably uh, scale back on that a little bit. Uh, I'm getting a little depressed about my windshield breaking. Uh, I'm having a party tomorrow and I'm hoping to not break a windshield. I'm telling everyone coming to the party, keep your vehicles at least two blocks away. Yeah, no You'll shit. be fucking safe. So, uh, yeah, fucking put a headband on. Don't get fucking depressed anymore. Uh, it's kind of weird to me. It's a little bit like electro uh, shock therapy that uh, was kind of fucking scary back in the fucking early uh, to mid 1900s. Um, but I guess it's kind of different. And uh, yeah, I mean, if it helps people and it doesn't hurt people, it doesn't hurt their brain. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. That's let's what fucking, it's all let's about, fucking try man, it. So, helping people. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's help them out. Yeah, so. Clinical trials have shown no side effects. It works alongside a phone app in which uh, patients can log their sleep, exercise and medical treatment. It's almost like a uh, one of those uh, wristband things that monitors your health. Yeah, I think yeah. called the, uh, Fitbit. the, fit, the Fitbit. Yeah, it's like this a like, Fitbit. It's like the brain, the brain wrapped Fitbit. around your head. <laughs> yeah, the, the brain Fitbit. And then all that, all that information, the sleep, the medical treatment, exercises get sent to the doctors. So I'm just wondering, like, because it's it's like a headband that like people wear when they work out and shit. Yeah. Like, if you get this thing all sweaty and shit, are you gonna get electrocuted or something with this fucking? Electro? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that that was uh, a thought process that came uh, with developing this thing. I would hope so. But you never know. You never know. You might see uh, people getting uh, electrocuted by this thing. So, uh, so in remote jungles in this world, there's a way that they deal with depression. And uh, spoiler for you guys, it ain't a headband, and it ain't motherfucking Prozac. It's purging the entire contents of your mind and your body and hanging out with motherfucking aliens, hanging out with motherfucking dwarfs or whatever other shit you want to hang out with. So, Eddie, let's fucking talk about the goddamn dude who wants to build a fucking DMT machine because he thinks aliens are fucking real and he's looking to blast off. He wants to fucking blast off and he wants everyone else to blast off. Well, What's this guy's name again? Uh, His name Ardenin or something. uh, Aaron Ehrenberg. Egon, Egon, fucking, is this the motherfucker from Ghostbusters? God damn it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Egon Ehrenberg, he's a web marketer uh, from South Florida. So Florida stand up. Florida, Florida, Florida. So uh, Crazy asses in Florida. So yeah, so uh, DMT, dimethyltryptamine, uh, it's known as the spirit molecule. It's been... Uh, been speculated to be what your brain releases during uh, REM sleep. So yes. uh, it basically sends you into this fucking alternate goddamn universe. Um, it's utilized as uh, ayahuasca in the fucking Amazon uh, with an MAO inhibitor. That So norm- normally you do DMT, the crystallized form, and it fucking lasts like five minutes. Uh, ayahuasca lasts like four goddamn hours, and you fucking just vomit your fucking guts out and shit. And then uh, you just go into this fucking weird fucking spirit realm. And uh, that's what this guy is trying to do. He thinks that he has found life and he thinks he has found it via DMT. And he wants to develop this machine that's going to basically yeah. drip this shit in your fucking the veins. The DMT machine. The, the DMT. DMT drip. Yes. Yeah, going to meter fun. out DMT uh, to get high and stable amounts in the, the bloodstream. Similar to how anesthesias keep a stable concentration of anesthesia in, patient, in patients during brain surgery. Um, it costs between five thousand and twenty thousand dollars to make. They just, want to try and talk to some aliens, man. I mean, they just want to get out can there. Can you can you blame them, man? No, can you blame hell them? no, man. I mean, I've never tried DMT, but I'd be down for I some mean, of this. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. So you know, via these type of things, I think that we've had much more direct contact with entities than at least what we know of. 
uh, via sending fucking people into space. They're uh, they're referring to this guy as the Neil Armstrong of tripping <laughs> off DMT. And Fuck I, yeah! And I think that's very one small step for man and one giant hit for mankind of fucking DMT. Are you trying to get a hit of that? Maybe, 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 if, maybe. Uh, not. If, if uh, if you want to send your fucking DMT to the fucking JOAT podcast. Yes, we accept donations. We now. accept donations. We are open for donations. Open for donations. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think this is obviously at this point it's a pipe dream, no pun intended. Yeah. But I think that you know with what we are seeing with other psychedelic use, what we're seeing with uh, ecstasy, what we're seeing with LSD, what we're seeing with magic mushrooms, like we're finally looking at these things in a different light, in a different way, and utilizing them. You know, not just as something that just gets you fucked up, but can maybe give you a different understanding of the world that you live in, the realm that you live in, and maybe a realm you don't even live in, you know? Like, so many people, like, they go to sleep every night, and they go into this dream realm where, like, all possibilities can happen, and they just, like, they just blow it off, or they don't remember, or whatever it may be, and, like, dude, your mind is just endless it's this endless fucking like realm of fucking possibilities and things that can happen and we're not fully utilizing this and that these type of substances are allowing people to do that and i am all fucking for the dmt machine and i will donate my services to get put under on the dmt machine and see what the fuck happens so what if it turns out that this is actually a portal to other worlds like you can dial up like four drops of DMT takes you to the aliens. Three drops takes you to the elves. Two drops, eh, it only gives you a good buzz, you know, body buzz or whatever the fuck. You know, five drops and you get to go to fucking another galaxy. It is. Uh, it's crazy. So uh, Terrence McKenna, who is a uh, personal hero of mine, um, one of the, the people that basically brought psilocybin mushrooms to the United States for the first time and uh, was on, you know, this basically journey to try to find those. And... He came to think that aliens basically brought magic mushrooms and planted magic ah, mushrooms yes. on this planet I heard about as that. as a way for us to uh, communicate. Ca- communicate with them. And yeah. so, I mean, and I'll tell you what. So I, I have not personally done DMT, but I've done a lot of other psychedelics. And, man, at times it's really hard to not get lost. And, and I'm a very, very scientific-based you know, it's in your head kind of thing, but it's hard not to like see and feel these things and not be overwhelmed and think of them as real. And I think that's one of the things with this that, you know, a lot of the article talks about is that, you know, they kind of really, really hit on the, you know, these, these people lost their minds and that they're, you know, that they really think it's real and it's not real. And it's like, I mean, whatever, like, think of it this way, everything that happens in your reality is real to you, right? But sure. if you looked at at that thing from someone else's perspective, it's not as real as you think it is because their interpretation of it is a lot less real. And so what you think of as reality is only your own view. And so how can you bastardize and say to someone that believes that this is more real than the reality that we're experiencing, how can you say that they're wrong when everything you've ever experienced is only through your own eyes it's only your own interpretation of reality so very true so yeah uh this is fucking awesome and uh we are donating our services 
to the DMT machine. Yeah, we might have to update our uh, support JOAT for that. Yes, donate to the to DMT machine. Donate to the JOAT DMT machine. Screw those fucking monkeys. Let's get fuck, that DMT fuck, machine. Fuck going. the monkeys. <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck a monkey, even though they're trying to fuck everybody else. But yeah, I want I want the DMT machine. So well, if that wasn't hippie enough for you, there is a couple who has been surviving on nearly no food and instead the energy of the universe. The energy of the fucking Ray, universe. let's get our hippie on in this motherfucker. Are these guys hippie hipsters or what? Uh, they're actually not hippie hipsters. They're actually breath Aryans. Uh, I spent a little bit of time trying to find out what the fuck a breath Aryan is. And everything linked back to this, so I'm not sure if this article basically just made up this shit or if they made up this shit. Um, <laughs> Fake news! But yeah, it's 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 fucking bizarre, man. It's from the New York Post, so I mean, it, you never know. It might be fake, but uh, so they're uh, they're mom and dad of two, and they've barely eaten for nine years, and instead they live off the universe's energy. So, and you know what? I've, I've said it before, and I will say it again: everything is energy. Like everything in this world is energy. Matter is energy. That is the world. The world is mathematics. It's energy. Energy is not destroyed. Um, I mean, I could talk about it ad fucking nauseum, but at the same time, you are existing in a world in which you are a human being, you are experiencing this world, you are conscious of this world as a human being, and you have certain functions of your physical body that are necessary for you to exist. And one of those things is you need energy and you need it via satiation, uh, satiation from food, food of this earth. You need water, and if you don't have it, you're going to fucking die, and the energy of the earth is not going to satiate you. And, I mean, you can basically starve to death, and I think that they're uh, one of the things in the article that they say, uh, for three years, he said, I didn't eat anything at all, and now I only eat occasionally if we're in a social situation or if I simply want a taste of fruit. So, I mean, let's be honest here. This motherfucker was probably hiding fucking ho-hos on the side (laughs) and like, no, I swear, honey, I haven't eaten anything at all. (laughs) Like, dude, that's a motherfucking cupcake right there, dude. Like, I can see that shit. I see them Swiss rolls. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) all right. So, I mean, I I totally and fully believe that these people were not eating much of anything. Um, But, I mean, my big thing is. Let's put these motherfuckers on Big Brother. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's put them on fucking Big Brother and not like Big Brother, like, you know, like fucking uh, 1984, but like motherfucking CBS, bi- fucking, CBS fucking Big Brother. Chin. And I want to see these motherfuckers not eat for three years and let's see what happens. Absolutely. There is never. Well, be- they're going to claim they can't get the energy from that. Right. Because they're place. on TV or yeah. whatever. But there has never been a proven case of anyone ever not eating for three years and surviving. There's been a bunch of bullshit cases about it. And I'm sorry. It didn't happen. Did they eat like a really little bit? Maybe. And I will say that, you know, maybe if you got like a very, very minimal amount of food, you know, you would still be okay enough to, to be able to to survive. And if you weren't eating the normal shit that we eat uh, every day in the United States or fucking wherever the fuck they are, they in fucking, they're in England. Nah, that, where the fuck are they at? I don't know. Whatever. Big brother? No, these fucking dudes. Oh, I don't fucking know. I think they're... New York? No, nah, I think they live here and somewhere else. Ecuador, California, and Ecuador. Um I'm sure that, you know, if you're not eating that normal fucking, uh, you know, food that we eat here, maybe you feel a little bit better. Um, but yeah, you weren't living on nothing. <laughs> Let's be honest here, dude. Like 
That was not happening. You can talk about your breatharian. There's a whole thing. Uh, So basically, there's the 21-day breatharian process. In the process, for the first seven days, nothing is consumed except for air. Uh, In the next seven days, you you, uh, have some water and diluted juice. And then for the last seven days, you have also diluted juice and water. Fuck that shit. Uh, I need some fucking chicken. I need some fucking hard food. I need some fucking Sour Patch Kids. I need some fun, a little bit of everything. God Eddie needs Sour Patch Kids. Okay, fuck. That fuck is like your what, fucking fruit juice. Is that is that in the food groups or yes, what? Yes, that's a carbohydrate sugar. Oh, okay, I don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know that's where that's in the bad thing. Somewhere in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fuck your fruit juice and your water for seven days. Give me a fucking steak. Give me some fucking chicken. And yeah, what do you like, Ray? Uh, give me some what? Give me some vegetarian taco salad. I don't know. Give me a goddamn salad. Give me some Dude, fucking... Dude, I'll tell you what. I felt good. Give me good. some carbs, man. I, I mean... I felt good <clears throat> after that taco salad you gave me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it felt like clean eating. Yeah. Like, it's hard to describe. So, I, I don't claim to be fucking perfect with it. And once again, I mean, I really do believe in fucking energy and all that shit. But at the same time, I got to draw the fucking line where it's like, dude, you're a human fucking being. You're fucking... Wife is a fucking human being. I will say that they do not force their children to practice this. They want their kids to be able to eat whatever the fuck they want to eat. Uh, but, I mean. They're, they're just trying to go cheap, man. They're just trying to cheap out <laughs> on fucking buying food all yeah, the time. Yeah, they, they, they did actually mention that. They're, uh, they're saving a lot of money on their car insurance, and they're saving a lot of money on their food bill. Um, yeah. And they got an article mean, in the New York Post. Don't let them fool you. Uh, they look super, super happy. And, and I bet they look super, super hungry. I was going to say, they actually look really fucking hungry. <laughs> this kid is actually in the picture is actually looking at like a piece of food up here, I think. I mean, goddamn, are you living in the United States and fucking you can't find some goddamn food to eat and there's fucking people starving in third world countries? Give me a break. I mean, if anything, maybe they're still buying that food and they're donating it to third world. That countries. would be cool. I that would make this a I little mean, more I, easier to. Stomach. I mean, I think that. Well, oh man, no pun intended. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that there. I think that there are a lot of problems with you know people starving, and it's certainly not this one fucking couple who's deciding not to eat. I think we have a fucked up system where we throw away so much goddamn food, and we do not just give this food to people. Um, but yeah, I mean. My my takeaway on this is, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. So, yeah, these anyway. people need to be fed, and uh, the Jerk of All Trades is here to feed you each and every week, and also on social media. Yeah. If you're hungry, thirsty, you're looking for something to drink, follow us on fucking Stitcher, follow us on fucking iTunes, fo- uh, subscribe, I'm sorry, follow us on Facebook. Uh, like us on Facebook. I don't know all this shit. Fucking uh, like, review, subscribe. Review, yes, please, please, uh, please. At Joat Podcast and, and share our shit too. That's the other thing too that I will say. If you love what we're doing here, tell your friends about it, but share it on your fucking social media page. Yes, please. Let people know. Hey, we're we're not super super attractive ladies that you know people are just falling at our fucking feet to listen. And uh, share our shit. So we are uh, we are two handsome, witty fucking dudes uh, that are jerks that talk about awesome fucking things. And we would love if you guys would share it. Just share it with the fucking world. Changing the world one podcast. Yes. That's all. Yes. So. so we're going to hit you with that break. All right, guys. And then we will be back with our top five, my top five and Ray's top five yes. Black Mirror episodes. Don't go anywhere. Nowhere. Thank you.
All right, guys, we are back. Uh, and for our final segment, I wanted to talk about what is one of my absolute, absolute favorite television shows, not just television shows, just pieces of media of definitely the past five years and probably beyond that. And we're talking about Charlie Brooker's Black Fucking Mirror. So hell yeah. Yeah, this show is just absolutely amazing. Uh, it is basically like the Twilight Zone. Um, every episode is a little bit different. It's a different kind of world that the characters inhabit, that they create uh, within the span of a one-hour episode. And they take a current thing that is kind of happening with technology, and they take it to an extreme. And they bring some very, very thought-provoking things to your mind and I will tell you that it has been a huge, huge influence on myself personally, and it's been a huge influence on the podcast. And a lot of the tech stuff that we talk about um, is stuff that I became really, really interested in because of this show. So um, I've, I've been selling Eddie on the show for a while, and he finally decided to partake in it. And I wanted to ask Eddie, how did that go for you? Do black. Mirror is the shit, son. This is for all of our Black Mirror fans. Uh, whenever you get around to listening to this in the future, you're going to love this shit. We go over a lot of these episodes here. Um, spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. This is spoilers all day, every day. Yeah. Like Ray was talking about, you know, a lot of the shit that we talk about on the podcast is hinging from, not from, but there is a lot of correlation between Black Mirror and the tech stuff that we talk about yes. every week here on Jerk of All Trades. I was somewhat blown away by Black Mirror. Uh, it's one of the better TV shows I've seen. I do love the fact that it's kind of like the Twilight Zone in that it's not episodic where if you miss an episode... You watch you, whatever episode you want, right? Yeah, you just watch whatever episode you want. You don't have to worry about missing something. Like if you miss episodes two, three, and four... And you go from episode one to episode five, you're like, oh, what the fuck happened? I missed those three episodes. No, not with Black Mirror. You can just kind of check in wherever you want. Season three, season two, season one, there's three seasons of it. And they're all way too short, sadly. But it's probably good for the quality level of the show. But yeah, well, some episodes are hour and a half long. Some of them are hour 15 hours. So like... There are some episodes of Black Mirror where it feels like you're watching an entire straight movie. up movie, no doubt, so, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. So you want you want to kick off these uh, five yeah, episodes? Yeah. Real yeah quick so uh, maybe let's do uh, you know I'll a do, little homage to the Black I'll, Mirror. I'll, Is there any talk of a season four? Uh, yeah, they're they're actually uh, already already in production. Yes. Um, actually, they uh, there were six episodes in the new one. And then they're doing a second one for sure. Bring um, that those fucking are, Black Mirror out. So God yeah, damn it. yeah, I would. Uh, I cannot wait. Um, I I was thinking that we do basically. I'll hit an episode. We discuss. And then just talk about. Then it, go to the yeah. next one, Let's and then you, then you do one, and then back and forth. So you want me to kick the show um, off? Or? Um, I, I'll go with my first episode. I got it pulled up here. So uh, the first episode I want to talk about was uh, this was from season one. This was episode uh, three of the show, um, and this is. Uh, it's called 15 million merits. So mm. yeah. What, uh, what did you, I remember what did you think one. of this one? This was a very good one. This goes in, into my honorable mention category. Um, not a big fan of the, uh, the room that they had to live in. <laughs> like I would go crazy in that fucking room. If advertisements they, fucking galore, oh my you God. can't do it's anything so small. It's just like, God damn it. Like, I mean, I think that was the point of what they were trying to put across here. Like, I would go nuts on that fucking... Now, the exercise bike, I'm all about. 
Yeah. Like to do that for currency, I'm I'm about that shit all day, every day. Out. No, so I I'll mean, rock that shit. We should probably briefly, you know, if people haven't seen the oh, episode, yeah. give them like a summary, kind of. So essentially, uh, you know, here's the the storyline from IMDb. In a bleak, uh, in a bleak, automated future Britain, Bing is one of millions who pedal exercise bikes to create energy. Is living their currency is merits tokens with which to buy food from vending machines and which can be increased or decreased according to which shows one watches on a giant television screen. A popular choice is butter guts, which humiliates overweight citizens, but Bing uses his merits as entry, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not going to sit here and read the whole thing, but essentially (laughs) what this thing is, is like, it's a commentary on like America's got talent or what the fuck was that other show before that? Uh, American Idol, that type of thing. Like these people are basically like forced to live in this building. This really, you know, saccharine is a word that I'll use a lot with this show. Um, They're they're forced to live in this fucking saccharine environment where they basically pedal on these bikes to get these credits. And their ultimate goal is to be on this shitty, shitty fucking show and um, and break out of right, break out of whatever right, and uh, and things get fucking bleak and they get dark and uh, yeah. But it's uh, man, this was. This episode, I was just like, whoa, this fucking show. Like, I I just couldn't believe how goddamn intense it was. So The ending is fucking intense as fuck. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the guy from Get Out is in this shit. Yes, yes, he is. There's actually... there's And a, he actually talks. He does talk. He does talk. He talked in Get Out, too, but... <laughs> yeah, but... Anyway, so uh, that's that's my first episode, Eddie. What uh, what's uh, what's your first episode? Yeah, that was a great episode. Uh, my first episode is White Bear. White, White Bear, Bear threw man. me through a loop. This is episode, or I mean, uh, season two, episode number two. It's about this woman named Victoria. She wakes up and can't remember anything about her life, and everyone she encounters refuses to communicate with her. Um, <clears throat> basically, she wakes up in this empty house. She goes downstairs. She sees a picture of her family, uh, her, her boyfriend, and a little child. She goes outside, and there's just these people in the windows holding their cell phones recording her. And so uh, saying nothing to her, she doesn't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's very, uh, very obscure. It's as, definitely as what's, it's what's got that on. it's got that Lynchian thing where they like create this environment where they don't really tell you what's going on. I do want to say too that White Bear actually was on my list. It was high on my list. I, I had took, to take it. I took it off my list because I thought we should probably have different episodes, which sure. I thought was good. We only have two overlap episodes, which I took out of mine. Um, this episode is just absolutely fucking mind blowing, man. And it's mind astounding fun. because this whole episode, because all right, so she gets out of the apartment or the house or whatever. She gets chased by this guy with a shotgun trying to kill her. She doesn't know what reason why and nobody's trying to help her. They're just recording the, her with their cell phones and she's running away. And finally at the, at this gas station, she gets help from her friend and another guy, the guy with the shotgun tracks them down, kills one of the guys they were with. They keep running away, running away. And this whole time, you're you're rooting for this chick to get away from these people. Yeah. You're just like, man, it's just like, you don't know what the fuck's going right. on. You have no clue her backstory, anything but like that. You're yeah. rooting for her to get out. And by the end of it, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but by the end of it, uh, they expose that uh, this woman is actually serving a uh, sentence for murdering a fucking uh, child, the child that she thought was hers in the beginning of the show. Turns out she's a criminal with her fucking boyfriend. They kidnapped this child, and the, her boyfriend murdered her, and she did nothing about it. She just stood there and watched. And you realize that she was actually the fucking bad guy from the beginning. They, they, this show likes to do that. They like to twist you. We will. I act, love it. We will actually the other the other episode that I was probably would put in my top two, top three of the entire show. Um, 
has the same kind of concept in it where they, they really, they don't give you the full story of something and you're rooting for someone. And by the end, like you feel fucked up about yourself as a person because you rooted for that particular person. Absolutely. That's basically the epitome of black mirror. There's like three episodes that I have, or or maybe even all of them where I'm just like, they swerved me. They they swerved me. They had me going one way and they swerved me hard at the end. But white bear, Great episode. Amazing episode. If you got to start with one, maybe start with this one. It's really short. It's only 42 minutes, so it's not like you're investing a whole lot of time into it. This will give you a taste of what Black Mirror is all about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Awesome episode. Uh, For my next episode, uh, uh, it's from season one. It's episode three. It's called The Entire History of You. So um the uh the synopsis of this guy uh in the future thanks to the grain a chip which can be implanted on a hard drive in the brain every single action that a person makes is recorded and may be played back liam a lawyer married with a child suspects that his wife fi is having a fling with the brash jonas whom they met at a dinner party. So Jonas got that swag. Yeah, this <laughs> the the thing that I really, really, really liked about this episode in particular is that. Uh, by the way, I just realized that my uh, season, my first episode, well, give him a summary. Too. My my first episode was actually episode two of season one. Uh, this is episode three. Okay. Uh, so the thing that I I, I actually read the whole synopsis of the. Sh- this particular episode already but uh basically you have an implant uh an implant in your eyeball and anything that you do like anything that happens in your life can basically be played back recorded and i think this plays into what i was talking about in the previous segment which is any reality that you are experiencing is the reality that is inside of your brain. It is at the limitation of your brain and the limitation of your memories and the limitation of what you thought happened. And so this is very interesting in that certain things will be brought up and then a character will be like, Oh really? And then they will basically be able to like play this shit back to that other person. And it's like, what kind of amazing, like, and when I say amazing, it's not amazing. But what kind of huge impact would that make on the world? If like someone's like, no, that's not what happened. You're like, imagine the couple's fights of like, I and mean, that this episode well, plays it, it out. Yeah, Imagine using it in court in a yeah. court of law. Oh, really? You, you wouldn't need it lawyers anymore. Right. You have the fucking tape. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Right there. Yeah. It's uh, I thought this was a very, very crazy crazy concept this was very good it was on my honorable mention it was a little bit too lifetime movie-ish for me but that's neither here nor there i loved the reveal at the end where he's like i've been digging at a rotten tooth with my tongue forever and i finally got the rotten piece out or you know like yes when he unveiled the truth which the whole time you're thinking this guy's just crazy obsessed it's a little too much he needs to get over it just whatever even if his wife did fuck this guy and he's watching it back in his memory, who gives a shit, right? Like he's hitting that shit. Who cares? But I mean, I think I think being a person that's been in a long term relationship, I think there's probably a little more than that. But okay. uh, but there, yes, I mean, I more yeah, yeah. to it. But and just the mere fact that he was, uh, you know, ver- not verified, but uh, I'm 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 blanking. Vindicated. Up. Vindicated. Vindicated. The, the word of the show is vindicated. Vindication. For the memory uh, episode, because at I was just like, damn, he was right the whole time. He was yeah. right, and he had valid points about her and him, her and the other guy the whole way through. And it was like, yeah, he's he's kind of right, but you know, really, who cares? 
But like eventually it was like, damn, he he brought it back. She was cheating on him yeah. with the fucking ex-boyfriend the whole fucking time. So it's just fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was an intense episode. So uh, very good episode. Yeah. Eddie, uh, what what you got next? Oh, this is probably the number one episode of the fucking all of Black Mirror. Shut up and dance. Shut up and dance. The jerk off pedophile kid. Oh my god, man. <laughs> this this episode was actually so intense. I actually had to stop. Like I I was on a uh, a Netflix and binge kind of thing, um, and not a Netflix and chill kind of thing because I'm not watching this and then uh, chilling. Dude, you can't watch Netflix but, uh, and chill. You got Netflix <laughs> and binge. But uh, yeah, so I actually had to stop the show because it was actually so goddamn like impactful to me. Like I'd never seen something cover a topic like this and do it in the way that it did yeah that i actually had to stop the show so eddie why don't you give him yeah. like a brief Th- synopsis is, of the, the episode and what what happens absolutely this is a very strong episode uh there's this teenage kid he works at a restaurant or some shit has his laptop taken he's like from 16 his room. 17 right yeah like 16 17 just old enough to work uh has his laptop stolen from his room by his sister gets it back from her after she gets like a fucking virus on it from doing whatever on there uh gets his laptop back fixes it and, uh, you know, figures, hey, I'm all here by myself. I as well uh, pull it out and yeah, uh, yeah. give a little yank and crank a little, action. A little, a little spanky yanky, but... Yeah, yeah. fuck it. So uh, after he does the deed, he comes back and he has a message that says, we saw what you did. And he starts freaking the fuck out. He gets a text message on his phone. We saw what you did. And so now he has to do all these tasks for these people that... Uh, like uh, saw what he did on his phone. Deliver this here. Yeah. Do that. Like, yeah. It's- they got the video. They show him the video of him doing everything. So they send him on this rat race of doing all this. Deliver this shit. Go here. Go there. To these other people who have done the same right, thing. Right. Right. You don't fully know what it is. You don't know what they've done, but you know if they've done something because they're getting the same text messages as this guy. And it keeps getting more intense. And it takes you further down and further down. Further down the rabbit hole. Down. They gotta rob they gotta rob a bank. They gotta rob a bank. I tell you what, when this kid had to fight this guy to the death, there's a couple good swerves in this episode. Yes. And he pulls the gun out. I thought for sure he's gonna blow his brains out. He you thought he was gonna shoot this other pedophile guy, but because they had to fight to the death. And he tries to uh but he pulled the gun on him out on himself. Then he puts it up to his own fucking chin. He's just like, "Fuck this! I'm I'm ending it right here." Yeah, and uh, the and other- there's fucking no bullets. It is it is crazy. I would- it is so good. It is a great episode. And so and to wrap it up, in the end, everybody that did all those tasks for these people that had the virus uh, that had the goods on them ended up getting trolled. And the final text troll message, face, troll they just face. fucking they 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 blurted it all out. Anyways, they. Fucking the kids, Ma's pissed. This fucking guy cheated on his wife. Her wife finds his wife finds out she's pissed. Like the the whole thing unravels. It was a giant troll job from the beginning. And Eddie the jerk fucking loved it. I'll tell you the sadistic part of me fucking loved this shit. I'll tell you what, two things I want to say. First off, uh Jerome Flynn, who is on Game of Thrones, he's awesome on Game Ah, of Thrones. He is the other guy in this episode, and I think he is really, really fucking good in this episode. I really, really liked him. Um, but I think, to me, the biggest thing about this episode and the biggest swerve of this whole thing is so you watch this whole thing, and like Eddie talked about in the other episode where you're basically like you're rooting for this character, right? Because it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just like, man, he was just jerking off. He doesn't want his fucking, sure. he doesn't want his like classmates to see that he was jerking off. Well, guess what you find out? He's a 17-year-old kid. You find out he was a pedophile. He was he jerking was, off the kids. He was he was a 
right. He was jerking off to child pornography. And I thought that that was such a crazy, crazy concept because they're touching on a topic I've never seen. You see, you see child molester or pedophile in, you know, in, yeah, you think some creepy old right. guy and to have something. this young, like kid who looks like a goddamn kid. And you know, he's doing that and they really start to touch on the mental illness of that. And it was just, it was so goddamn like just it fucking just hit me like a freight train i was just like i cannot watch another episode of this show right now i like i need to take a fucking break so uh yeah i fucking love this episode um and love is a really bad way to describe it because that's not the feeling that i felt but wow what a fucking episode this definitely would have been in probably my top two top three if i hadn't pulled it powerful episode um very 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 good episode so really really liked it a lot so uh yeah so anything else to say on that episode eddie no man you thanks for uh, wrapping that up for me because i i wasn't going to mention the pedophile yeah i mean you you have to you have to absolutely yeah that's the biggest part of it yeah uh so uh my next episode um i know eddie doesn't love this episode as much as i do uh but uh the season three premiere episode which is nosedive it's actually directed by rashida jones uh from parks and recreation um And the thing I really liked about this one is that it took a little bit of a more black comedy element, but it still had those dark elements to it. You basically have a kind of future dystopian environment. We've talked about this actual episode in the podcast before, uh, but in the future, like you have social media, but it's like beyond what it is now, but it's still similar. And anyone that sees you in your world can basically rate you. And so you're always on edge. You're always on eggshells because you have to do the right things, say the right things, take the right pictures. So you can build up your, you know, social status number. (laughs) So you can do literally anything. You can't get that particular rental car you need. You can't get on first class. You can't get that like discount on that house that you want to live in. If you don't reach a certain threshold, a, a certain number, And so she basically has to a childhood friend is getting married and wants her to be the 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 matron or the maid of honor at her wedding. And uh, it's because she posted this like little toy stuffed doll that they had grown up um, that they had had. And uh, so she's trying to make it to her wedding and things start going wrong and her number starts going down and you start seeing all these different ways in which your life is affected and she meets some characters that no longer give a fuck about that. And, uh, I thought it was a very, very interesting commentary of the social media that we, the social media type society that we live in. And, um, I mean, this is nothing new either. Like the, the social media thing is really just like, it's the same kind of social thing that you already had going on. Like whether or not you like it, Every day that you go out in the world, you are having to exist in a world and create your social status and the person that you are, what you're about. You basically have to like create this like vision of yourself and who you are each and every day. And so this takes that social aspect and this, you know, online aspect and it just takes it way, way fucking further. And it really shows where that can continue to go. And it's honestly, it's a bit fucking scary. So as much as there was comedy in it, it was a little scary too. So uh nosedive, I really like this episode. I love the nosedive of it all. Yeah. Cause that was the part we didn't get to when we watched it at your house here. And the truck driver chick, I thought was really cool. The one point four, she didn't give a fuck. She, she gave kept no it fucks. Real, man. No I love that shit. And it was just like, 
it's basically the premise on how I try to live my life. I just try to keep it as real as I can. And I try to be nice and shit like that, but you know, I'm, I'm not like, uh, trying to get the five star with every encounter. And like, it reminds me of when she was, she had her electric car and she was trying to get a charge and she was trying to get her street cred back up or her rating back up or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, the guy at the desk, uh, she rates the guy a five cause she rates everybody a five cause she loves to, right. She's she, trying she's to get her cred up. Yeah. She's trying to get that reciprocated five star rating back and he gives her a two and she's like, a two? Really? Like, why? And he's just like, eh, it wasn't a meaningful interaction. Yeah. And it's like, man, why should I have to give you a five just because you're fake and fraudulent? Doesn't mean I have to be fake and fraudulent, too. Yeah, that's the thing, uh, though, is like, you know, so people see through shit, you know? So, all right. So I live my life and I try to um, really, really um, be very positive and happy and like give off a good vibe. But here's the thing though, you can't fake that shit. Like you can't just go out there and just fucking pretend. And I know, you know, they, Hey, the fake it till you make it thing. And, um, you know, that works to an extent, but you really have to truly believe it. You really have to truly like be happy, positive, and really truly like give off good fucking vibes to people or people are going to pick up on that because they're not fucking stupid. You can't just pretend to be fucking nice to them and think that, you know, it's going to work. So, um, it's, it's a, it's a delicate balance and it's something that I haven't perfected and, I love the not idea. Not many people have, but I love the idea of the show. I'm just not a big fan of female leads. You know, it's hard for me to uh, uh, get in, uh, lose my mind in in a show like this. Like, I need a male lead, uh, preferably. But uh, it was a good show. I liked the premise of it, and I thought it was definitely pretty good. Yeah, I, I really, really liked this episode. So uh, I know you didn't like it as much as I did, but uh, I was a big fan. Terrible. It was a big. Yeah. I was a big fan of this. Uh, so, Eddie, why don't you, why don't you hit uh, them with your uh, next episode? What's uh, what's next on your, Absolutely. Uh, next well, on your list? You know what, man? I might need your help with this one. Yes. Because this one has three stories wrapped up in one. <laughs> this one is White Christmas. This may be... It's hard to say because there's so many good episodes, but this may be my favorite of them all. Um, let me just go back here. White Christmas is three interconnected tales of technology run amok. During the Christmas season, are told by two men at a remote outpost in a frozen wilderness. Basically, this show is about a guy who uh, committed murder. He murdered an old man and a young child because his girlfriend at the time got pregnant by another man, and uh, she blocked him. Because in in this uh, episode, you can block somebody and you can't hear them or see them. They just become this shadowy figure, oh, yeah, yeah. and you can't hear anything or understand anything. And so, for for the longest time, this guy was spying on uh, the girl, or, or his ex girlfriend, and thought that uh, was watching his kid grow up. And he couldn't see the kid either because when you're blocked by somebody, you're uh, you're blocked. Uh, oh man, yeah, the courts too. So he couldn't see the the child either. So he didn't know that the, the child wasn't his until his girlfriend died in a terrorist attack. The block becomes undone because when there's a death, the block goes away. And then he one uh, one Christmas Eve, because he made it an annual thing on Christmas Eve to check out the kid. Uh, he goes to see the kid and is a fucking Asian kid, and this is a white mm-hmm. guy, and the kid is Asian. And so earlier in the episode, or this was more like a movie, but uh, yeah, this was actually so that this was actually not. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, and maybe you do, but this actually was not a part of the normal season. This was basically like a cinematic movie that they put out 
um, around Christmas time on Channel Four. Oh no, um, kidding! This was not a so actually when the when this was on Netflix, this was initially not on Netflix either. So you oh, had wow. season one, season two. This was not on there. I actually had to download this separately. My friend downloaded it. I've given up at this Allegedly. point. I downloaded it, uh, but so it was separate. I will tell you that I watched this episode. This is one that is not really direct in my brain as you talked about it. I was like, whoa, I remember some of the shit with the egg and stuff, like, um, and like yeah, when he's yeah, being yeah. seen again later on. Uh, but yeah, this is a really good episode. I really like John Hamm. Like, he's fucking really, really, like, he's good oh, in everything. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, he's really, really, really good in this. Um, this would not be one of my favorite episodes, but I really. I did like it a lot. So, dude, if if you got an hour to kill, hour twenty to kill, this is your. I mean, you don't even have to kill. Right like, watch something that's going to fucking. Like, oh, I shoot. know. This is going to be fucking. It is so good. There's a lot of technology in this episode. They touch on removing or they touch on uh, implanting consciousness into your brain, getting it acclimated to your body, and then removing it and putting it inside of an egg. And then having it like do work for you, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, and it's it's kind of crazy because it puts you in the eyes of the uh, of the implant, and you think that you're an actual person, but you get removed from the body and you're stuck in the cell of like an egg, and you're stuck doing these menial tasks that like you want to experience life like you did before, mm. but you don't realize that you were just a fucking uh, implant the whole entire Scra- time. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Sounds a little bit maybe like what might be possibly happening right right now elon fucking musk elon musk we know your fucking game we know what's up uh but yeah th- this is a good episode and uh, i definitely liked yeah, it yeah Not- white christmas man go yeah. check it out it's so yeah, good yeah it's too long to des- to describe but it's yes so good. uh yeah and i and i think we don't want to spend too much time like ruining the entire episodes because if you haven't seen it you need to see it uh but yeah uh i will uh, i'll go to my next episode um, this is my second favorite episode in the entire series. I fucking love this episode. This is one of the episodes when I tell people about the show, this is one of the episodes I describe to them and I try to not tell them too much, but, uh, man, this fucking episode just absolutely fucking crushed, crushed, crushed me. Um, and it's called be right back. And, uh, this is, uh, this is actually, um, this is season two. This is the premiere of season two. Um, it has got, uh, I'm going to try to not butcher his name. Uh, Domna Hall Gleason, who was actually in a really awesome movie called Ex Machina, um, in which it actually had a very, I still need to see that a very similar concept to this. Uh, he's an Irish actor, uh, but be right back is, whoa, what a fucking episode. You got a couple and they're fucking obviously very, very in love and, uh, driving one, uh, her boyfriend's driving one night and he's supposed to be over and then he's just not there and she's wondering what happens and the fuck it's kind of weird too because he's kind of a degenerate like he's not the most likable guy he's not the most likable person he's definitely flawed uh but you know clearly you know they but she loves him right she's right she she loves him despite all that and the police come to her door and tell her that um he has he has died he died in uh in a car wreck i'll be honest like i fucking got chills even fucking talking about it so uh so she's obviously fucking distraught she lost the fucking love of her life what the fuck is she gonna do and she's got a friend who basically messages her uh sends her an email and says hey there's this new fucking thing where you can talk to this person via like a messenger app and so you know at first she rejects it she's fucking depressed she doesn't want to fucking do it but eventually she's just like she needs something to try to be able to get over the pain and the sorrow of him dying and so she agrees to it. And so she starts talking to him. And what they basically do is they 
take all of the information, they aggregate everything that that person has ever put online, and then they create this like image of that person, and then that person talks, jokes, does all the things that the person that you knew and loved did in text message form or message form or whatever. And yeah, so like a messenger, like right. the, uh, the chat bot, right? Very much like, yeah, like the chat box. And, uh, so she, you know, she's doing that and then she gets a message. Hey, we have like the next step of this in which you can now talk to this person. So we take all the video and everything of that person online. And now we, we, capture their voice and we capture their cadence and the things that you knew and loved about them in actually like verbalizing things with them. And then you can actually talk to them on the phone. And like when yeah. she first talks to him on the phone, like she's just like really, really broken up. And like, it's like, it's really tough, but you can see like, you know, how much, like how much enjoyment she's getting out of it, but there's an apprehension as well. And then, uh, then, you know, that keeps going further and further and eventually Hey, there's this next step where you can basically get a fucking like robotic AI version of that person delivered to your fucking door. And so she does that too. And then it really, really gets into the fucking meat and potatoes, uh, not meat for me, but it really gets into the, um, you know, she starts to see the things about this that are not who she knew it was. And it's really, really starts to upset her. And it's not just that he's a robot, but there's these like nuances and things that make you a human being and that make you who you are. And those things are very, very glaringly not there in him. Yeah. And she really like it starts to take this like darker turn. And I think it, it makes this really, really interesting commentary on what is you? Who are you? Like what makes you a human being? Is it the things you say? Is it the things inside of your head? Like, what exactly is it? Um, can we just take all that information that you put online and create a version of you? And, I mean, I think at this point we can't. But, uh, yeah, uh, this episode just, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, this was a pretty crazy one. Um, I didn't love it, didn't hate it. It had a female lead, so I couldn't relate Eddie to it Eddie is much. a misogynist, yeah, god damn I'm it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you got your female leads. You, I, I need to, uh, it's hard for me to relate. You know, I'm a jock. I'm a guy. It's just like, uh, maybe if this had been about a guy and his girlfriend died, it would really tugged at my heartstrings a little more, but, uh, it just didn't do it for me. No, you didn't, you not like this episode. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was just, it was, it was good. Cause there's so many good episodes of black mirror that like, even the average episodes that aren't in my top five or whatever, are still pretty good. Like based on a lot of other television shows, fucking what was the name of that one? Uh that was Be Right Back. Be, yeah, Be Right Back is very good. It's yeah. just when it when you compare it to all the other ones. Here's the problem too, you didn't so I watched the show from the beginning, so I started with the first episode and I went straight through. So yeah. like rather than comparing this to later episodes, like this was This was early for you. Right. So this was like the third episode I ever saw. This was like this was right. This was like like this really hit on some stuff that I didn't expect a television show to be hitting on. And so, yeah, I was able to cherry pick uh, my episodes and this was one of the last ones that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I really, I really like this episode. I think it's interesting that to watch a show like this and um, we like, I really expected our list to be the same and we've actually got quite a different list. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, what, what, what you got next Eddie? Mine is man against fire or men against fire after his first, First battle with an elusive enemy, a soldier begins experiencing unfamiliar sensations and a strange technical glitch. 
Uh, basically, this is a military uh, combat fucking episode. I fucking loved it. It's about uh, these troops. One of my least favorite episodes of the entire series, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it's it's about these troops. Totally got it. Didn't didn't enjoy it that Probably much. overseas. Uh, they're they're uh, protecting uh, the land against uh, something called roaches. These roaches have infested the land, and the troops are there to, uh, you know, squash the roaches, for lack of a better term. And um, in the beginning of the movie, you, you, they're raiding the house, and, uh, you know, there's three roaches inside. They didn't know that until, obviously, they got upstairs. But uh, the the, fem- the male lead in this uh, you know, a black actor goes upstairs, uh, f- uncovers three roaches, which are three people, but, like, their face is all, like, uh, they don't, they're human beings, but they don't look like human beings in their face. Uh, shoots one of them in the head. Fucking one, the female gets away. And then another uh, male roach uh, he gets into a fight with, uh, eventually ends up on top of him and stabs him nu- numerous times with his weapon, his knife. That was pretty intense, that man. Was Especially fucking, when you see later, when you oh. see it later, when you when you get the reveal later. So early on, you're rooting for the guy. You're like, yeah, kill that fucking crazy motherfucking looking motherfucking roach. Right, kill I, that motherfucker. Yeah. And then as it goes along, it, or okay, so then he finds this little thing. It's like the men in black thing where they shine the light in your Here eye. Here comes the men in black. So he picks up this thing, looks at it, and it shines a light in his eye. And all of a sudden, he's experiencing like all these glitches and stuff in the system. And uh, it's very technological. You got to watch it. But uh, basically, at the end of it, it comes to show that like these roaches aren't actually roaches. They're just programmed to be roaches right. to the fucking... Uh, uh, troops and that he's actually killing fucking regular people and and why and why and is you he feel doing horrible about it because right. in the beginning you're like yeah kill these motherfuckers and then it's like no they're actually regular people right and why and i think the the big thing to me in this episode and i mean i think it's pretty apparent is that this is a commentary on our you know, our wars that we, you know, that we engage in, sure. especially here where it's like, we create this false vision of like, let's, you know, let's take Muslims, for example, like they're all horrible, horrible, evil terrorists who only want to see you, the white American dead. Like, you know, their God is better than your God, but your God's actually better than their God. Um, and so they create this like false vision to you because you don't personally see them. They create this vision of them to you. And uh, I think we do that to our military too. We pump them up and we make them think a certain thing. And I mean, when you see these people come back from war, uh, and they, you know, have post-traumatic stress and they, you know, the, the suicide rate of people who have been engaged in military combat like that, because I don't care what you think, uh, about something you're not you're not no humans are not bred to murder other humans and come back from that. And this episode touches on that quite a bit and it does it in a different way where they make them look more like monsters. But I think that's really something that just happens generally speaking. And so I I really liked that aspect of it. I will say that I saw that coming a little bit too much in this episode. It dragged on in the middle and I'm not a beginning was very good. And the ending was very good, but the middle just dragged. Dragged and dragged and dragged. That's my only complaint about this episode. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I did like the episode. Once again, you know, a mediocre episode of Black Mirror, at least a mediocre episode in my opinion. You know, it's because I, I like different. Than a lot of other TV. It's shows. better than every goddamn show, pretty much almost <laughs> ever out there. So yeah. yeah, it's fucking yeah. It's still an awesome episode. A lot of th- thought provoking stuff. A lot of technology. Um, yeah, so. thought provoking and technology stuff. 
Yes, that's and, uh, that's Black Mirror in a fucking nutshell, man. Thought provoking tech. Yeah, you th- when you're when you're done watching this shit, you sit back and you think about it. Right. You don't just like yeah. It's not just like you watch like fucking random like you watch fucking five episodes of Home Improvement or something like. Or your favorite superhero movie. Right. Right. Or, this uh, is you know superhero TV show. This is this is to me like if I'm going to stare at a fucking glowing box, uh, which uh, Bill Hicks I believe said that it's like spraying black spray paint over your third eye. At least I'm going to watch something that's going to be thought provoking. That's going to challenge me. It's going to challenge my worldview. It's going to challenge. Um, you know, what I think to be the truth in the world. Maybe it's going to reinforce it sometimes, but maybe it's going to make me look at things That's a little bit differently. Black mirror. Yeah. It's like fucking, they're not afraid to tackle terrorism. They're not afraid to tackle fucking pedophilia. Child. Yeah. Children fucking, being pedophiles. What the they're fuck? They're not afraid to tackle the fucking taboo shit that the hard shit, man. American television won't let you watch. Right. Absolutely. I'll tell you, there's a lot of good British TV shows out there. Um, and, and it's not just yeah. doing it just to do it for like the shock value. It's not. No. It's doing it to fucking make you think about some it shit. It puts the shit into the public consciousness. You know, it puts these things out there and it makes people talk. We're talking about something that we wouldn't have been talking about otherwise and that to me is what entertainment what cinema i mean this is the reason why i became such a fan of cinema and good television is because yeah you know hey sometimes you want to just fucking blow some fucking time in netflix and netflix and binge or netflix and chill but sometimes i mean and for me a lot of the fucking time you know i talked about the holy mountain fucking change we have a goddamn movie that literally changed my life changed my whole entire worldview enough that i dedicated one of my fucking half of my arm to that particular movie because it really had that much of an impact on me and that to me is like what i'm looking for and anything less would be uncivilized and black mirror is definitely motherfucking civilized it's from fucking i can't wait till the next episode yeah yeah so uh all right um do you have one episode after me? And then I have one, you have one. How are right? we looking on time? Are we doing all right? No, we're fine. We're fine. Cool. We're fine. Let's hit him with that last all one. All right. So uh, my last episode is season three, episode four, San Junipero. God damn. I cannot even put into words how much I loved this episode. I will tell you that watching this episode, as I was watching the earlier part, so... I was born in the early 80s, so I grew up on 80s music. I am a big fan of that. I grew up on 90s music, too, so we we had that going on as well. Um, you basically, in this episode, you have, uh, you have character that is basically like traveling through these like you know she's she keeps going back to this club over and over again um in the 80s and then like then she goes she she meets a girl and then she's trying to find fine, her again fine fine black chick and then uh you know and at midnight it all ends right and then she she goes back and then like it's a different era now it's the 90s and it, you know like it just it keeps changing and she's trying and she to figure can't it out find her friend her friend is gone right it, it's just it's it's once again they're creating this world you don't understand what's happening i remember watching this episode for the first time and i was like like i didn't like the beginning part i didn't love it like i liked it but i was like what the fuck where are they going and as they went deeper and deeper into this thing i'm going to tell you by the end of this episode First thing, first things first, like this episode would have worked with a guy and a girl. Absolutely. Oh, sure. But I think that it worked even better in the environment that we live in now with two women. Like I thought having a love interest that's another woman. That was a nice touch. I think that it once again was progressive. It changed things. It showed that love doesn't understand gender. Like 
didn't fucking matter. Like they just loved each other and she fucking wanted to find her again. And so it just progressed further and further. And, um, and then you start to, you start to get more information about this and like what is really going on. And, uh, I will tell you by the end of this episode, like Ray, the jerk, I, uh, I, I give off a uh, I give off a, a, a tough vibe if you look at me, uh, but I was getting a little choked up. I was getting a little teared up by the end of this fucking episode, and I thought the ending sequence uh, with the perfectly perfectly placed uh, "Heaven Is a Place on Earth" music um, was just unbelievable. Uh, basically, the reveal in this episode is that um, they're basically in this like computer generated purgatory essentially that they can basically live on forever and um you're you're the reason why they were only there till midnight and stuff is because there were these elderly uh women one of them couldn't speak or talk and she was bedridden and she was about to die anyways but they were able to put her into this uh alternate reality in the cloud and another the other woman her uh, love interest was uh in a uh retirement home and she was actually able to uh, go to the cloud or go to the uh, alternate universe or alternate universe. I don't know how to describe purgatory. It. San San uh, Junipero, San Junipero, the purgatory and, yeah, uh, computer so world thing. They're actually two really really old chicks. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, one of which is uh, yeah dying basically. But dying. when you cross over to San Junipero, you can cross over when you actually die forever into San Junipero. You have the choice. You have the choice. So they actually ended up getting married and. Uh, lived in San Junipero after they died on earth, I suppose. Yeah. When, uh, like when she came to come visit her, like in the fucking hospital, like, man, that was crazy. Like that was, that was, that was the moment there. Like that was fucking super impactful for me. The, the ending with the, the fucking, uh, you know, like living forever in the cloud. Uh, Eddie and I talked about this earlier and I thought that this was really crazy. Um, you know, you live in the cloud and, uh, you know, you think of the traditional idea of heaven and, you know, being in, being in the clouds and, uh, yeah. what if, you know, what if living on the cloud, like what if who you are, um, you know, being put into a digital form and fucking numbers on a fucking computer in the cloud, like what if that is heaven? Like, that's just absolutely fucking mind blowing to me. And that's what this show does is like. It puts these thoughts inside of your head, uh, just thought provoking shit. So when yeah. I first when I first started watching San Junipero, I thought they were because they didn't explain anything. I thought it was like The Sims, like these were like if it's gonna be like The Sims or something. But it co- totally went in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, I think it was better for it. Yeah, definitely not expected. So sweet. Well, my last one here is uh, hated in the nation. This is the longest episode of all the all the uh, Black Mirror episodes, but I, I did enjoy it. I actually watched this uh, last night. Um, the death of a journalist at the center of a social media firestorm leads a veteran detective and her tech-savvy apprentice to a chilling discovery. So this is over there in England. Um, they got these uh, robot killer bees, <laughs> for lack of a better term. They're, actually, they're just robot bees. And they're used to pollinate the flowers because all the cell phones have. Killed By the off way, all the, the bees, bees are being killed off right now. Yeah, so uh, in they, real life, they invent. Oh, I know, but they invented these uh, robot bees. That's why I like this. It could be an actual thing, uh, you know, not too distant future. But uh, there's a guy in the CIA or an ex CIA member that hacked into these bees because these bees are controlled by computer. Obviously, if they're robot bees, uh, was able to hack into the bees, and they use he uses social media 
to decide who he kills with the bees. So if you hashtag death two and then the name of the person by five o'clock that day or whenever day it is, um, whoever gets the most votes, he uses the bees to kill them. Yeah, that was crazy, dude. Yeah, so the bees go in through your ear or through your eyes or through your mouth, and they go into the, a por- the portion of your brain that controls pain, and it's the most painful way to die. There is no way to die that is worse than this. It like enters through the, the part of your brain that controls the pain, and uh, you just feel like killing yourself until you can't take it anymore. Until you do, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you, eventually, at first, they thought it was just one bee that he was controlling, Actually, he can control all of the fucking bees. And the grand reveal of this episode, which is more like a movie. Yeah, that was the season finale of season three. Yes. Is that uh, everybody that participated in the death to hashtag ended up dying. Because what was what was he talking about, Ray? Like uh, consequences and stuff like that. Like. You know, you're a victim of your own consequences and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's funny that I mean that's like karma. Uh, yes, I karma. think I think that this is very this is very interesting because the people, especially online, can be very passive in doing really fucking hateful things that they would not do in the real world. Like they would not react, talk to say the things that they say to people in the real world that they do online. And so this hit those consequences and it hit that karma very directly at them for doing those things. And so, yeah, fucking crazy, man. You know what? I didn't want to like this episode, but it just won me over Yeah, yeah. at at the end there. So that's a big thing with this show too, is that so every episode they have to create this world and then they basically have to like get you to, invest in the characters what's happening sure, and then some type of way and then you know it's over and so it's a really really daunting task and that's why i really like san juniper and why it's my favorite episode is because you know i wasn't immediately loving this episode and by the end it got me so invested that i was crying like a little baby <laughs> baby <laughs> back bitch so uh <laughs> i mean that to me is like that is storytelling that you can like make me forget the fact that I'm watching something that's not real. And within the span of an hour, you can like take me from like never ever seeing these characters to by the end, like I'm so invested in them that I'm a little weepy fucking baby. So that is the power of this fucking show. It's oh, a fucking amazing show. Dude, and absolutely. if you have not seen it, you need to fucking watch it. Because President Eddie God the Jerk damn, demands you watch fucking You Black will, Mirror. when Eddie the Jerk is president, he <laughs> will force you to watch <laughs> Black Mirror. And that'll be an episode of Black Mirror in and of itself, right? Yes. The president forcing you to watch a specific thing. And then show. they make you fuck a pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they Eddie, didn't make it on my list. Eddie but... the Jerk has to fuck a pig. So, yeah. 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 So. You know, they got those organs. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, I think that uh, wraps up Black Mirror. So, uh, um, absolutely. So what, Great what, fucking TV. What, show. uh, how do, how do we end the show? With that goddamn universal call out that Alex Jones can't figure out yet. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, we had puppets last week, which fucking delivered home like, run on the puppets. So how many? How many? Top- Are we gonna use the same website again, or did you find a different one? Um. Well, we'll we'll keep this one for one more week. All right. So how many? How many topics do you want to pick this week? Let's do ten. Let's do ten because we might get some repeats. Ten, ten was good last time. Yeah, I'm nervous. All right, you ready? Absolutely. Cotton. Bread, banana, postcards, mummies, oil, 
motherhood, tobacco, turtles, meteorology. Oh, fuck. No repeats. No repeats. Let's see. What was the one after banana? Uh, after banana was postcards. Postcards. That's, that ain't too bad, right? I've got, I've got what I think I would like. What's that? I like totals. I had a, I had a synchronicity moment with turtles recently where uh, I was going to, I'm um, sitting in my backyard and I was driving with a friend of mine and we saw a turtle on the side of the road. And so we had to stop and we had to pick up the turtle. I saw the turtle and I was like, I like totals. There's a famous internet video of this kid dressed up like a zombie and uh, they interview him on the local news. He's like, Hey, uh, you're a zombie. Uh, you know, blah, 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 whatever zombie. And he, what do you have to say about that? And he's like, I like totals. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, so I, uh, so I said that whatever. And then, uh, then I had gone to my, uh, my work to, uh, I'd rented a machine to, uh, cut down the sod and I got there and there was a girl and on her, uh, on her apron, you can draw on your apron and she had a, a turtle drawn on it and it said, I like turtles on her wow. apron <laughs> and I just Dude. had, and I had to laugh. So uh, anyway, that's why I picked turtles. So. Ray is getting that synchronicity all yeah, day, all, every day, all day, every day. Place. So. Turtles, let's do the damn thing. Motherfucking turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a great show. Any kind of turtles, we want it. So, yeah, yeah. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will be great. Yes. So, uh, with that being said, uh, Jerk of All Trades podcast, episode number 14 is in the fucking books. Love you guys. Uh, We fucking love you guys. We are out. And before we leave, I have to say, Eddie, give me back my goddamn fidget spinner. Give me my fidget spinner. God damn it. Give it to me. (laughs) Hold on. We're going out on a spin. Woo!